Empower Radio presents The Miracle of Healing with Lisa Campion. Meet healers, learn different modalities, and hear empowering stories of people on their healing journey. The Miracle of Healing on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Lisa Campion. Hey, I'm Lisa Campion, and this is The Miracle of Healing on Empower Radio, where conscious people come together to explore the world of healing and heal the planet one person at a time. So we have such a treat today. We have these two lovely ladies, Samantha Fay and Denise Carell, and they have this uh, podcast called Enlightened Empaths that I had the pleasure of being on their podcast just a little bit ago, and it, we had such an awesome conversation. It's like talking shop with three psychics. It was so fun, and I'm super happy to have them uh, on my show today, and we're really going to talk about a, a topic that's near and dear to my heart sort of what are the myths and misconceptions of mediumship and what even is mediumship and it's it's a think uh it's an excellent topic because i do think it's something that people have um ideas maybe they pick up from watching movies or tv that aren't really necessarily accurate so i think we're going to have a lot of fun clearing up this topic for you guys so i just wanted to introduce them to you because they are such lovely people and really such great excellent psychics too. So we have Denise who, um, Denise Carell, who's a gifted psychic medium, and she's had the ability to sense spirit since she was really young. So she can connect with the energies present in your life as well as maybe the spirits of people that have passed. And Denise has like a really remarkable history as a psychic. So her father was a gifted psychic who always told her to listen to that little voice inside of her. And um, she's got the full load of psychic psychic gifts. She's got all of them. And as top of that, she's an empath. So she really deeply feels emotions and physical and emotional empathy. And it was amazing for her, I think, to grow up, must have been amazing to grow up in a home where those gifts were seen as normal part of life. I mean, that's incredible to have that experience. And now she's really, you know, sharing that with everybody else, which is such a gift for the rest of us. And then we have Samantha Faye. And Samantha's uh, also a medium, a Reiki master teacher and writer who's super passionate about teaching people that intuition is not a rare, rare gift that only some people have and you have to be super, you know, special, but it's really an innate ability that we can all learn to strengthen. And her readings have helped validate that our loved ones are alive and well on the other side and continue to support us here on earth. And that and the two of them together host this incredible podcast that I was on called Enlightened Empaths. So welcome, ladies. I'm so happy that you're here with me today. Thank you. So let's, um, let's start the conversation. And um, maybe, um, uh, Denise, I'm so intrigued by this fact that you grew up in a family that was really okay with you being a psychic. Can you talk just a little bit about that? I can. And, and I think for a lot of people that are listening that have small children coming in now that aren't shutting their light off, this is really, really an important time to be aware that all little children come in wide open. And as a young child, having a father, and my father was very much lobsterman, big burly guy, and it wasn't like he was walking down to the waterfront and saying, oh, by the way, I'm a medium. But just to have it be normal, to pay attention, to learn how to read people, to to know that there was nothing intrinsically wrong. And I think that that's a wonderful thing to grow up with, 
but also hard to acclimate to the outside world a little bit when you realize not everybody sees it that way. Hmm. But I feel incredibly, incredibly blessed to have had that. And my mother was also very intuitive. That's amazing. I mean, my parents were hippies. Um, so I got a little bit of like, and they were pretty spiritual. They weren't, you know, overtly using their psychic gifts, but they were, you know, more open than some. So I felt lucky, but that's an incredible story to hear about you. Thank you. And, and Samantha, what was it like for you? How did you sort of come into your gifts? Well, it was completely opposite. <laughs> my parents <sighs> thought, my parents thought I had a wonderful imagination and uh -huh. that was about it. So every time I would see something scary or be visited by a ghost or when I saw my great grandfather right before my grandmother passed, it was all chalked up to imagination. So that made it extra hard. Mm. But mm -hmm. I just learned to stifle it down and push it down and forget about it and put the weird woo-woo world behind me. And then it all opened up when I was attuned to Reiki. And it, it was a journey to learn to accept it because I had the goal for so long of just fitting in and being normal and to finally realize in my late 20s and early 30s, guess what, Sam, you're not normal, <laughs> was definitely hard. But I'm, I'm so happy that I answered the calling to do this work because it really is empowering. And that's why one of my goals now is just to remind people this isn't something that only certain people are chosen to do. I really think more and more people today are opening up to their own gifts because as a consciousness, we are all rising. As a collective consciousness, we're all being awakened right now. Ooh, let's talk about that. So that's one of my um, favorite things to talk about right now, too. And I, as a kind of a, you know, a person who uh, loves to train psychic healers, psychics, healers, and empaths, don't you guys feel like everyone's waking up? Like everyone that has the gift is getting called, their gifts are awakening right now. We're all getting called to the table to do this. Do you guys yes. do that too? Yes, 100%. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's like not a minute too late. Like the world needs all the healers it can get. I agree. And I think one of the things Denise and I are always trying to do on our podcast is to normalize some of these terms and to help people understand that this isn't going to mean they're going to hell that they don't have to turn their back on their religion, that they don't have to deny their savior or their messiah, that all of this work of connecting to the other side can work in tandem with your beliefs. And I think it's really important for people to understand that and to start to embrace their light within and all around them. Because that's you know, how we turn on everyone else's lights. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And when I teach psychic development, the first thing that I do is talk about everyone's fears because I think fear holds us back a lot you know and you just mentioned some of the fears right there I think mm -hmm. that fear of going crazy or fear of being of uh, seeing something bad how do you Denise maybe you can share a little bit how do you guys deal with the fears that are around psychic and medium stuff in your student in yourself and in your students well when we when we're teaching this, Samantha and I do teach a couple courses, but also in everyday work, if I'm doing a reading with someone who has never worked with a medium, 
I'm all, I always, always do prayer, meditation, can, and have a conversation that what's highest and best to come through for the person. Because I do think you, you made a really, really good point a minute ago, Lisa, about the collective consciousness is that why are you and I and Samantha and, and a man in Albuquerque and a woman in London all going through these similar situations in our lives? And we're all tapping into that. And even though the scene and the scenario may be different. So it's as we become this one collective, the mediumship is just another step of that. And I think we choose who we want to interact with on a physical plane. I think we equally can choose who we want to interact with on a more esoteric mediumistic plane. We don't, as far as the scary woo-woo stuff. And some people, God love them, are incredibly good at dealing with the scary woo-woo. I'm not one of them. So I think, (laughs) I think really, um, normalizing is the number one thing we can do in this work is just to realize that it's just a different frequency. That's all it is. So why do you think that people's psychic gifts are waking up right now? Do you think it's part of the shift in human consciousness that we're having or is there some other reason why it's, why now? I think it's very, very much about um, for a lot of people, what's been coming up over and over is it feels like go time. It feels like we've been building for this and if, People do believe in multiple lifetimes. It's been over and over and over. And now it's that line in the sand. And I, I agree with what you said at the beginning of the show is as each of us shine our own individual light, we raise our vibration, which causes a ripple. And that ripple is what's going to help balance out the polarity of dark and light that we're, we're really struggling with right now. So we're sort of hipping this tipping point in human consciousness and human evolution. I think so. Yeah. So, Samantha, what, tell us maybe a little bit about what mediumship is. Maybe you can just do some definition for the people that are listening that might not really know what a medium is. Sure. So, in my view, a medium is someone who acts as a medium or a link between this side and the other. So, in order to connect to the other side, you have to learn how to raise your vibration really, really, really high so that you can connect to your guides and your loved ones in heaven. And then your guides and angels and loved ones in heaven, they need to lower, 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 lower their vibrations so that there's a halfway point in the middle, the medium. And that's where we come Mm -hmm. in to help link and make that connection. And again, I, I think if people can learn to raise their vibrations, which to me is best done through chakra work and keeping your energy clear and protected, grounded and raised, you can really start to put that intention out there to reach out to your guides and your loved ones in heaven. And I really think people can get a sign or a message from their loved ones in heaven, whether or not they ever study mediumship. It's just, it's intent of thought. It's putting that message out there. Please come to me in a dream. Please show me a sign. If you just start to clear that path in the woods to the other side, they will respond. So maybe everyone has the ability to um, to connect with loved ones after they're present. And if we study, we can get better at it. Exactly. Yeah. I, I really, one of my pet peeves is when mediums will say, well, everyone can play the piano, but we all aren't Mozart. Well, Mozart started when he was four. So if we all practiced as many hours as his dad made, his dad makes Tiger Woods' dad look lazy. If we all practiced that much at be playing the piano, maybe we would write a symphony by the time we were 35 too. 
Everything in life is about practice. And so if you study this field of mediumship and you practice and you put your intent out there and you have a good, clean heart and an ethical ego, you will be able to make the link. Mm. So what, what, what I loved what you said about um, chakras and, uh, you know, doing the clearing work. So what the person that I studied uh, with in the 80s, she was fantastic. And she talked a lot about clearing the channel, you know, that as psychics and mediums, we, um, we, we have to do our inner work. And I'm wondering, Denise, if you could address that. I think Samantha referred to it a little bit when she was talking about clearing the chakras. But how, how do we do that? How, what's a good way to clear the channel so that we can be better mediums? I think the number one thing to do is to meditate, to ground yourself, to uh, practice self-care. All of those things are so, so important. And Samantha and I have talked about this a lot, that we have a different process, but we get to the same place. And I think that that's really important is finding your own ritual and routine that works for you to raise your vibration, to keep yourself grounded, to keep yourself clear, because it does, there is a variance with that from person to person. And for me, I raise my, sh my energy up through the soles of my feet, get very grounded, have it come out through my crown chakra. Um, and that's very much, there's a, a very ritualistic prayer and meditation I do before I do any readings with people. And I think Samantha spins her chakras a certain way and I raise energy up through. So I think finding what works best for you as an individual, but also being so aware of your body, being a barometer and, and needing to pay attention to what you feel and sense and intuit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's true that everyone has a different way that they do it. And um, what, what do you guys think about the, the different kind of psychic senses? Like, do we all have one that's stronger than, than the others? Can we learn to open them all? I get, I get a lot of people who really think they're not psychic because they don't have the visual um, capacity, which I can tell you as a visual psychic myself, it's a big pain in the neck and it's the one that everyone wants to give back if they have that one. They're like, send that one back. I don't want that gift, you know? Um, but what, and then they see, we see it on TV, right? And people think that they're not a psych, they're not a psychic or they're not getting messages if they're not having visions and there's so much more to it. Can you talk a little bit about that, Samantha? Sure. So yeah, clairvoyance, I think is kind of the most popular kid in school. But clairaudience is also a wonderful skill to have. One ability that I think we all have and that is terribly overlooked is claircognizance, which is just that clear knowing. It's that sense when you meet someone and you just know in your heart they're a good person. Or maybe you shake their hand and you just get this feeling of like, oh, no, I don't like that person. Maybe you're walking into work and you just get this knowing that today is going to be a fantastic day. That's all claircognizance. And I think it's overlooked often because it works on such a high vibration. It's like an instant download. And yet that one will never fail you. I'm primarily clairvoyant, but I don't walk around seeing ghosts or anything. I see symbols and then I have to interpret that symbol for my client. And sometimes I can get it wrong. Sometimes I can misinterpret that symbol incorrectly but my claircognizance never fails. And you can't misinterpret what you intuitively know. So mm -hmm. that's kind of one of my favorite abilities that a lot of people don't talk about. 
And then there's clairsentience, which is clear feeling, and it works in our solar plexus chakra. That's where you feel something in your gut, or you might get shivers or tingles. And that, again, is something that nobody can doubt. You know when you have a gut feeling about something or someone, you know to trust that. And so I think we need to give more attention to those lesser known clairs. Yeah, I think they're not as sexy as the visual one. Like people have this idea that that's the one. And I totally agree with you. It's the, the, for me, the feelings I get in my body, you know, the body sense and then the knowing are so, so, so accurate. Like they're, they're the ones that never fool you. And what can we do to develop them? Like what helps do you think? Do you want me to answer that? or do Yeah, you okay. yeah. why don't you answer that? Well, I think there's a lot of ways to develop each of them that vary. So, for example, if you want to develop clairsentience, you can do some chakra work. You can do some yoga poses that correspond with the solar plexus chakra. But you can also just start to trust yourself. And there's simple exercises you can do throughout your day. Like, for example, if you take your elevator up to your office to work every day, Stand in front of the bank of elevators and focus on your stomach and just try to feel which bank of elevators is going to open up first. If you're in the grocery store and there's long, long lines, just try to feel which line is going to move the quickest. If you're driving to work and you're going to meet a new client and you're trying to work on clairvoyance, just close your eyes and say what color shirt will he or she be wearing and just accept the first color that pops into your head. If you're the phone rings. Just close your eyes and say, I would like to hear the name of the person on the other end. And you might hear Marianne or Jennifer. It's just start to do daily exercises like that to test yourself. And then there's fun ones you can do with a partner. I mean, you could just call up a friend and say, hey, I'm going to send you a number from one to 10. And just think of a number from one to 10, visualize it, draw it in your mind's eye, and then send it to your friend and see how many he or she gets. So there's lots of little fun daily exercises that you can do to reinforce each of the clairs. That's fun. I used to play this game with my kids when they were little where we, we would um, sit on, you know, outside the, the street that had a lot of traffic and we would try to guess which color car was coming next. And um, they got really good at it. Blue, That's I'd be awesome. like, it's going to be a green car, it's going to be a blue car. Like, they got really good at it when they were little, they could do that. That's so cool. And and how about you, Denise? What are, what are your favorite ways to help for yourself and for your students to develop these gifts? I think one of the number one things is to get outside in nature, to, to spend time alone in nature, if it's at all possible, to uh, really pay attention because you get bombarded all of your senses you have your auditory, you can listen, you can smell, you can see, you can sense, I think. And also you're getting, a, if you you take a walk out in nature, you're getting that automatic grounded meditation during the whole time. So that's a big thing. I'm also a huge, huge um, believer in journaling, in writing, in, in self-reflection. I think those are also really, really good tools to help you re- stay be in the vessel and not so that when you do go to start doing work, you can get yourself out of the way and step yeah. out. Ego can get out of the way so that you can be just the conduit of for information to come through you, not from you. And I think right. that comes from taking that time to to stay clear and stay centered and stay present with yourself. I'm a huge fan of um, making sure that we're, we're all doing our inner work, too, that we're 
going to therapy, that we're getting body work, that we're, you know, when we need it, you know, or getting, doing our self-care, but not more than self-care, like continuing to delve inside of ourselves. And, um, and I, I know, I, I see this a lot when, when people stop, when practitioners and psychics stop doing their inner work, it's like their business dries up a little bit, you know, and I, I think we have to constantly work that edge of our own growth to kind of stay in the game. That was beautifully put. Yeah. Thank you. So it's so fun to talk shop with you guys. It's really. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to ask you, Samantha, like what, um, what, is there anything that we really have to look out for? I mean, can it be dangerous? Do we have to be careful when we're exploring this world? I definitely think we need to be careful. I do believe that there is a light side and that we live in a world of duality. So there's also a dark side. I do think when we first start to awaken to our abilities, it kind of sends off alarm bells bells on the dark side. And they're like, ooh, we got to shut her down. She's starting to turn on her light. And I do think they will try to scare you or freak you out. It's kind of like the screw tape letters by C.S. Lewis. There's just this little call that goes out. So in the beginning, you might have some scary dreams or just some freaky spiritual paranormal stuff that happens. But there's so many tools you can implement to set your boundaries and prevent that. I really believe on finding your team, uh, whatever that is or whoever that is for you. For me, that would be Christ and Mary and Archangel Michael. And so I will call on them and I rely on them and defer to them to protect me. I'm a huge crystal lover. And so I believe there are so many crystals like black tourmaline is wonderful for protection or hematite, black kyanite, onyx, tiger's eye, using those to protect you. And, and then just setting that intent before you do a meditation, before you do journaling, before you practice with a friend any of this intuitive work simply grounding your energy and setting the intent to only work with and for the light will do so much to eradicate anything negative out there. Yeah, I love that. Those are all excellent tips. Thank you for sharing them. So let's talk for a minute about your podcast, Enlightened Empath. Tell us a little bit about it. Well, Denise and I, we met at a mediumship workshop several years ago, and we just really bonded and connected And we would have these hour-long marathon discussions about everything metaphysical. And and one of the things that we have helped each other a lot with our friendship, when you do mediumship readings, it can be really intense and emotional. However, we're very ethical mediums, so it's not like we're going to go at the dinner table with our family and, and talk about it because it needs to be kept in confidence. And so we decided to make each other our vault, you know, and so if we had a difficult reading, we would share it with one another and in, in, in confidence and using anonymity, but we helped each other with that. And so we realized that we were so empathic that we were kind of carrying these readings with us. And so we started working with some tools to really not be so empathic or to set boundaries with our empathy. And we wanted to just share those skills and techniques that we learned with other people and create a community where we taught people that being an empath, an empathic person is a skill and a benefit, not a burden or an oddity. And how can people find your podcast? 
We are on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube. And they just have to search Enlightened Empaths. And if they wanted to find you, Samantha, where would they find you? I am SamanthaFay.com. It's spelled just like Tina Fay, but I don't mm-hmm. <laughs> know and do, and do you do readings too? <laughs> yes, I do readings. And um, Denise and I are also teaching a webinar in June on how to help people awaken to their own mediumship. And they can sign up for that on my website or Denise's. And Denise, where's your website? Oh, my website is thegratefulmessenger.com. And you're also available for readings, I know, right? Yes, and I am here in Maine, so if anyone wants a local reading, or I travel quite a bit around the state, New England, but also uh, virtually, uh, Skype, Zoom, phones, it's amazing, the internet, and the the fact that we're so interconnected now is fabulous. Well, when you're in Massachusetts, let me know. We'll hang out. (laughs) I will. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much, ladies, for being on my show today. It was fantastic to talk to you. Thank Thank you you so much, Lisa. We so enjoyed having you on our show. We got such a wonderful feedback from our listeners. So many people are loving your book, too, on on Reiki, and and they're embracing their, their psychic self through Reiki. So we appreciate you. Thank you, guys. And if you guys want to find me, you can find me at lisacampion.com. I have some cool stuff on my website that I'm giving away right now. Um, a, a free course on em, on empaths and how and some psychic self-defense. So lisacampion.com, come and check it out. And thank you so much for joining us today here on The Miracle of Healing, where we are healing the planet one person at a time right here on Empower Radio. Mm-hmm.